since I was little, I always felt this pull that I had this big mission in the world, this message that I wanted to get out, but I didn't know what that was, you know, like people tend to say like, oh, you're special because you have this gifts or this talents, but I didn't know inherently what my natural gifts or talents were. Mm-hmm. And so you grow into the world and you get conditioned by culture, by your family, by society, you lose that interest in order to please those that have better hopes for you, quote unquote. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Giselle Torres. Giselle is a certified spiritual and life purpose coach who has helped individuals transform their mindset and find purpose in life. With customized private coaching, she guides her clients to blast through limiting beliefs and fears, cultivate positive thought patterns and behaviors, and align with their life purpose, goals, and power. She specializes in inner work, breath work, self-love, connection, movement, purpose, and self-awareness, and all kinds of things. Thanks so much, Giselle. I love that. Thanks for having uh, you today. How are you doing? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I'm doing fantastic. Really excited to uh, talk to you today. I know. I'm excited to have you. And I just am am so excited about the work you do. I've been following you, I know, on uh, Instagram and Facebook for a few months. And I'm just hearing some great stories about all the things you post about manifestation and, uh, you know, overcoming limiting beliefs and all of that stuff. So I'm just super excited um, to have you here today and uh, wanted to hear a little bit about how you got into this work. Obviously, I do talk to a lot of coaches and healers and different things, but I know you have a a great story and you told me a little bit earlier, a little bit about you from uh, Ecuador, right? So can you tell me a little bit? Yeah, tell me a little bit about how you got into this work. Absolutely. Um, Well, I'll try to make the long version short. Uh, No worries. (laughs) And so out of just a little background. Uh, So I was born in Ecuador. I was raised there as well. I came to the States when I was 14 years old and I moved to Miami and I lived there for most of my young adult life. Lived in California for a couple of years for my undergrad and went back and now I'm back in California. Okay, great. (laughs) The San Diego area, just living the best life because this part of California is so beautiful. And so I've, all in all, I've been in the States for over 15, 20, it's going to be 20 years. That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. So to go back to your question, how did I get into this live coaching work? So mm-hmm. that's a long story that started as a young child. Mm-hmm. I, when I was little, I was a very precocious child, uh, reading self-development books when I was eight, nine years old. What does a nine-year-old have to do with figure out my life at nine years old, right? <laughs> I would 
get my my parents uh, books and read them hiding from them because I just didn't know whether it was okay or not to read these books. Oh, but really? Was it like kind of a taboo thing to read something outside of whatever your faith or your culture? Well, not necessarily, but because they were serious books that had to do with themes of death, mm. uh, even like abuse and, and, and just trauma. I, mm. I, I inherently, I knew that those weren't themes that I should be reading. <laughs> and I oh, knew interesting. Yeah, the fact that, that, you know, parents think that they hide things from their kids and then they stash them away, but I couldn't find those things. <laughs> totally. I found these books and just read them. And, and I'm not sure how I processed that information when I was so little, but it definitely opened my mind to there's this type of conversations that people are, are talking about. And that seemed interesting to me. Since I was little, I always felt this pull that I had this big mission in the world, this message that I wanted to get out, but I didn't know what that was. You know, like people tend to say like, oh, you're special because you have this gifts or this talents. But I didn't know inherently what my natural gifts or talents were. Mm-hmm. And so you grow into the world and you get conditioned by culture, by your family, by society, you lose that interest in order to please those that have better hopes for you, quote unquote. So then I started living under my parents' expectations and what they wanted for me. And you sort of start shutting down that spark, that magic that you felt when you were so little, when you felt so attached Mm. to your passion, but you couldn't put words into what that was because you didn't know. And unfortunately for most of us, we tend to grow up with unconscious parents, not to their fault, but it's just the way that it is. And it's something that we're, you know, we're trying to heal from that and move into a better consciousness when it comes to parenting and just living, living. And so I I didn't have somebody looking over me saying, oh, you know, you're really great at listening to people or holding space or having this higher perspective on life. And not, not a lot of people have. And so into college, I went into school thinking, okay, well, I don't think I know myself enough to know what the message is. So I got into communications and advertising uh, with the end goal of, well, I don't know my message. So I'm going to amplify somebody else's message. Mm. And so I started there knowing that there was meaning in a message. There was meaning in trying to be impactful through messaging uh, meaning marketing or communications, which is what I majored in. Mm-hmm. That led me to corporate America and working uh, a corporate position uh, under uh, social media marketing and digital marketing. And okay. so I did that for about five years until mm-hmm. my soul started knocking. <laughs> I started getting impatient and anxious and just starting to think, what am I doing with my life? This doesn't fulfill me. Uh, I don't feel like that I belong here. And the truth is in the past, before I went into communications, I always jobbed from job to job, just trying to find that passion. Like I did so many jobs, but I'm like, okay, is this what it is? No. Is this what it, no. So I always was in this chase and this discovery of what's my passion because there hasn't been any other objective before I think I turned 30 where I wasn't looking for that fire in my heart. And Your passion. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, that passion tends to be attached to your talents or how you even portray your talents or your innate skills. 
And all of my skills up to that point had been nurtured and nothing that had been innately out of me, right? Or at least I didn't know how to put that together. So my 30s came around and then that's when I, I just decided to quit my corporate job and start a freelancing business. And I'm like, yep. I created my own digital marketing agency and I'm like, okay, while I'm doing this and, you know, providing for myself and, and, and my family, I'll also start exploring uh, life and see what else I can do or what else can, can I dive into. And that led me into trying being a fitness coach. And I mm. loved that, but I was like, no, this is not it. And then after I started going through the same familiar cycles that I had applied to my life before then, because in my head, you had to have a, a structure in order to make life happen. And that structure for me was you get an idea of what you want to do, mm -hmm. then you go to school for it, then you get a degree, and then, you know, you start figuring out whether you like that thing or not. And I had done that about four times already. And I'm oh like, my gosh. yes. And halfway through my last degree, I was like, no, this is not, this is not the way this is not working. And so I, I didn't finish that last uh, degree because it just wasn't aligned. And I knew that that wasn't the route anymore. And the environment that I was going into, which was uh, deeper into the advertising world, it just wasn't aligning with who I was. Yeah. I just didn't feel meaning in sharing somebody else's message that had to do around capitalism. <laughs> you know? uh, just the marketing or the normal corporate America grind, getting burned out of that. Correct, correct. And what's funny with that is that for, that path started for me in 2018, which was a little before the pandemic. So by the time right. the pandemic came and people are you know, spiritual experiences and like knowing that the regular thing is not working anymore. I had been on that for like two years by then. I was almost coming down from it. And I'm like, I know what you're going through. <laughs> yeah, so this was like your own spiritual awakening. Did you did you have your own kind of process that you went through where you had to heal through a lot of, I don't know, maybe you, you had some generational trauma. I know you mentioned the people pleasing and things like that from a childhood. So did you have a, a whole healing experience in this process? Absolutely. So after, after I decided that the same cycle wasn't working, I decided to go into self-discovery and I'm like, who am I? Right. And the way that I started diving into the who am I question was uh, first, I was like, okay, let me try meditation. And through meditation, it was that I found consciousness. Oh, interesting. I, yes. Mm -hmm. Even though, and I think we talked a little bit about this before the call where spirit, spirituality had started unfolding for me since I was 18 years old by reading a past life regression books. So yeah. I was already pretty into this field and I'm like, okay, there's more to this whole thing. Mm. And that's also where the anxiety came from, where like, I knew that I was living this life that I was, that was orchestrated by culture, by society, by my family that didn't feel like mine. And I knew that there was more to what I was doing externally. That, that journey, it took me from, I was 18 years old to maybe 18, uh, 28 years old to like 10 mm. years before I decided there's more to this. And so then I dove into the discovery of me and it wasn't through meditation that I discovered there's a consciousness. And I knew there's, there was a, there's a soul, but that we have souls, but I didn't know that you could talk to it. I didn't know that you could communicate, <laughs> right? And so I had this, this moment of, and it happened out of nowhere in like the most ordinary way where mm -hmm. I had been in a, in a, in a little argument with my partner and right before we went down to sleep 
I had this like very out of body experience where I stepped back as me and observed my ego and my consciousness where the insight was like, well, you could decide to react and fight and be in your ego and start over the fight that you were having, or you can decide not to react. That moment where that insight came through where I was like, I could decide not to react. What is that? (laughs) Wow. That's like your intuition telling you something, right? (laughs) And so then after that, I was like, whoa, I have to know more. And then After that, it was like, I think for a lot of us, when we go down the spiritual path, you start with with that insight, with that moment, and then you go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Sorry, did you come from a like a normal Christian background or what was your religious like upbringing? Because I I know that some of this stuff, when you start talking about past life work, like you kind of take a left turn off from from more traditional or belief systems, right? So did you go through some of that uh, in your, you know, spiritual journey? I, I did at the beginning when I have first start, when I first got to the states because uh, mm. Ecuador in the majority of South America there uh, the majority is it's Catholic uh, yeah. so I I was brought up in church in Catholic church and it wasn't until I got to the states where I saw this other religions and these other churches and these other ways of thinking that I was like. I want to try these other churches. And my mom wasn't into it at all. No, of course. No, it's very strict. <laughs> so I had started started um, separating myself from the church since maybe 16 years old to the point where yeah. like I no longer identify as a Catholic or anything. I'm just like spiritual, you know? Okay. So you don't identify as Christian currently. You just no. as a, okay. So more Correct. just general spiritual. Okay. Exactly. And then, you know, that opened up my, my, my view into reading more books about everything under the sun. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I do think that the Catholic church gave me was just blind faith into uh, a, a greater creator, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've taken with me until now, where like, I just have faith that I am supported through this whole life experience. And that served me very well in, in, in the sense that I have I have deep faith in that. Um, but when it came to spirituality and all the rabbit holes that I was encountering, I, so another thing about my, the, the, the I guess Latin people or maybe South America is that we're not uh, obtuse to like maybe uh, like, the, the word magic or, you know, or astrology or, or people going into this like dark, uh, concepts. So th- there's, there's, there's that conversation, but it's still kind of like looked down upon, but mm. I knew about it. So it, I wasn't fearful of it. And I, I, I didn't, it, it wasn't totally out of my, you know, view. And yeah, cause so, you said as a kid, as a kid, you were reading kind of these more adult materials anyway. So darkness was, you know, part of the, the human experience when you were a kid, right? Correct, correct. So that helped a lot. And, and I feel like I've always been open-minded to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I've always tried to take everything with a grain of salt and, and just take in whatever feels right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and then, so I kept going with my spiritual journey uh, and, and that wasn't even the the, the climax part of, of, of my spiritual awakening. That was just kind of like the beginning. And mm. then it wasn't until 
two years ago that I decided to move to to San Diego with my partner, uh, where I was away from family. I, mm-hmm. I it was just me and myself, and you know my puppy and my partner, and 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 it's time to go to work, right? But I was still trying to transition out of my marketing career, and mm-hmm. I yeah. couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. And I know there was a deep fear there that I hadn't tapped into. And ultimately, my spiritual awakening came through when I saw that, well, an, uh, another type of spiritual, it was more like an ego death, right? Where oh, I, I saw death. that. It, it was an ego death more than a spiritual awakening because that was back in 2018. But so that ego death came through as an insight of you're putting all of your value on your productivity. You're putting your value and worth on how much money you make. And so when I discovered that, that, and that was still attached to that uh, living under somebody else's expectation, right? Because I grew up with that. It's like, are you busy? Like, you you have to be constantly busy in order to show how much value you have. How your value you are. Yeah, you're, you're, a lot of women were programmed that our value is tied to our, how much we can produce or put out or protect or give to the household or whatever, you know, giving just how much we can take on. It's like, I had that also like overload uh, <laughs> programming. <laughs> like I, I have to be busy so that I'm better. you know, the more busy I am, the better I am. Yeah. It's very, exactly. It's very- or if you're not sacrificing your entire being, then who are, who are you? You know, if, yeah. if you're not, if you're just looking out for yourself, then you're totally selfish. Like we're, we're programmed that way. And, and I feel like it's starting to change, but for me, that was the catalyst where I was like, okay, you know, I'm, um, I, I was, I was 30, 33 at the time. Uh, and, and I was like, you have a choice right now. You either go full in into really going for what you want, or you continue to grease the we- the wheel of productivity and just working for the sake of working and making money for the sake of making money. Or you can choose this other route, which is a lot more scary, but yeah. it's a lot more bliss and joy and pleasure out of the things that we fear because that's how we grow like there's uh, expansion only comes through feeling the fear you know right yeah so I decided to take the leap and uh, fearfully go forward and that's Mm. when I decided to to launch into my life coaching career which funny enough uh five years before that you know, eight years before that, uh, Tony Robbins had come into my orbit, right? Oh, okay. Tony Robbins, yeah. and I'm like, what is that guy doing being like motivating people? Motivation, yeah. Like, I like that, but I didn't know at the time that that was even a career choice. You know, I didn't oh, know my gosh. what you could do or, or what do you even have to have in order to like motivate people, you know? And so, and, and there's a lot of, um, you know, just like we talked about, like self-worth and self-value and, and just self-belief that you have what it takes to do that. And, and one thing that I learned early on in, in, in this discovery of the self was that whenever you resist or you admire a certain talent or skill in somebody else, it's only that reflection of yourself or what you're looking or what you already possess within you. Mm. So I, I, I took that to the heart. And I was like, this motivation thing has been in my orbit for a while. And it mm-hmm. excites me. I want to give it a try. And so 
that's when I decided to go get my my life coaching certification and my new chapter started. (laughs) Amazing. Well, it's such a gift to, you know, want to give and serve people this way and, uh, you know, make people's lives better. I feel like, yeah, it is such a calling. It sounds like you were you know, super drawn to this path and, um, you know, that's what makes you great at it. So that's, that's wonderful. And now you're fulfilling your, your soul call purpose and your soul, soul calling. And so, yeah, tell me a little bit about who, who you're working with. Like what, what are, like, I know you primarily work with women, but you also work with men. Like, who are you seeing come to you or that, you know, you best serve in this, this work that you do? Is there a certain type of, you know, person that, that is your, your, your most ideal client or a person that you love to, to try and find and work with? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first started out my journey into life coaching, uh, one of the things that I kept hearing is that the medicine that you give to yourself, your own challenges and who you became outside of those challenges is the same medicine that you are able to provide to others. And oh, so, I love that. <laughs> yes. And so I, I decided, okay, so my whole life journey has been about finding this passion that all along was inside of me. It it had nothing to do with what I looked for in the external. And and also this this meaning and and discovery of purpose and discovery of self. I had gone through that from a a young age and finally walked myself through that, those phases and and that journey where I came out of it and I decided for myself that I needed to take the, the, the steps and, and be courageous to, to walk a passionate life, to walk a life with purpose. And so uh, starting out, I made the decision that I'm also, I want to be the blueprint of, 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 of those people, the people that I'm going to be helping. And so, oh, nice. so far the, the men and women, and we talked about how a, a lot of the time when it comes to life coaching or, or people looking for life coaching, it tends to be primarily women. And yeah. so I do work with a ratio of like six to four, like mainly being women. And then I have helped men as well. But the usually people come to me because they're feeling lost or they're going through a crisis or a transition in their lives and they don't know how to handle it or they don't even know what's on the other side of this transition. And um, often when people are saying I feel lost or I don't know who I am or I don't have the clarity of my next steps, Oftentimes, that's like 99.9% of the time, it's because they haven't taken the time to get to know themselves. Right, right. The minute I start working with them and we start uncovering who you've been up to mm-hmm. now in your life and who you want to be and how we align those things in order for you to fully live your life with joy, with peace, feeling fulfillment and in purpose, you have to go deep into, this, into the discovery of yourself. And so I walked them through, you know, just healing traumas of a past, uh, growing a, a, a new mindset, growing, setting new beliefs, uh, discovering who this new person is, who, who they want to be, and aligning to that future self and giving them a roadmap for steps that they need yeah. to take after. And so, you know, I, I let, when looking around and, and, and experiencing life coaching and experiencing different courses and programs that I've been through on self-development, one thing that I've noticed is that there's a piece of embodiment that's missing. Mm, okay. And embodiment is mainly, you know, how do you, you know, how do you take everything that you've learned 
the insights, the lesson, the wisdom, and how do you put it into practicality, which is embodiment, right? How do you right. embody those lessons? It's like, first you get the map, right? You said you get the process, but how do you actually get to the, yeah, the embodiment of your like best and highest self, right? With law of attraction and all this. Yeah. So I love this. Right. Yes, <laughs> you're teaching, right. you're teaching us how to do it. Exactly. And so I feel like that's a part that's missing from a lot of uh, courses, programs in the self-development field, yeah. but also within people as well, because I've, I've met uh, clients that have come to me halfway through their, their journey where like, I've read all of this self-development books. Yeah, so much. Right. And it's because you keep reading, but you haven't put it into practice. Yeah, <laughs> you know? so you, there's the thing that's so much, exactly. There's only so much that you can read before it hits you on the head where like, okay, I'm not changing. Well, you're not changing because you're not embodying what you're reading. And it's not, it's not necessarily that you have to embody everything that people tell you or what you read, but it's like, okay, you take the message, take with you what resonates at soul level, what you need at this moment and put it into practice. It's a daily practice of mm. embodiment. And who you become on the other side of your trauma, of your fears, of a, a life leave, live and stuck is how you embody that. Right. And so you said you said daily practices. So do you basically prescribe for your? I mean, I know you're not a doctor, but for your your clients, like, are you on a like? Do you work with them to figure out exactly what those daily practices you know should be for themselves, or what do you do exactly? Because you know, I know, like I come from a Muslim background and we have like five daily prayers and that's how we connect to God and, you know, all of this stuff. And I feel like, um, with manifesting work also, you're connecting to source energy or to spirit and, you know, so it's spiritual work you're doing. And so I feel like the piece that's missing, like you said, is the day-to-day, like, you know, practices that are going to, you know, get you there. So, I'm curious what, what the, are, are those daily things that you, that you suggest your clients do, or how do you, how do you work out? Like what they're going to be, what they're going to be doing every day to embody this. Cause that's what you yeah. said we need to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it takes getting to know my clients and we go through like a trial and error type of process to see what really resonates with them because I can have them. If you don't like writing, I can have you journaling. Journal, everything. yeah. You yeah. Know, <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, if you don't like reading books, I can have you reading books every day. Yeah. And so we, I adapt all these practices to not only their lifestyle, but what they prefer and how, and, and the type of learner they are, right? So there's learners that are visual, that are uh, more audio, that are more, uh, mm. tech, uh, you know, um, Totally. Yeah. Tactile. Yeah. I I missed the word. Uh, But yes. And so it's, it's a, it's various amount, various amounts of practices and that I don't want to fill you up with practices that you're not going to do at the end of the day. So we focus on starting with one or two. So that may be a gratitude practice and a, and a short meditation practice. And, you know, you come to me like, okay, the gratitude thing is working, but the meditation, I just, I can't handle it. Okay, let's move from Because <laughs> there's people that don't like to meditate. And that's yeah, okay. this is very that's good. Okay. Customized, uh, yeah, approach. Exactly. <laughs> although, although I'm, I'm a fan of meditation and I feel like once you're um, evolved enough in your spirituality, you, you, you know that meditation, it just needs to be part of that connection. Yeah, it's hard though. People struggle with, I mean, I don't say it's hard. I'm saying it's not hard. It's easy, but... <laughs> Exactly. But then, you know, there's, I also respect 
where people are in the journey and also respect the fact that not everybody has a spirituality as a concept that they want right. to apply. And so yeah. whatever works for you, right? And so if you don't like meditation, okay, let's move into five minutes of breath work. Let's mm. feel into that because the meditation breath work or all this type of, um, you know, practices, what it gives you, it gives you a moment of presence, right? And in the moment mm. of presence, you learned, you learn how to be without having to do all the time and in that process of being you learn that not everything deserves your immediate reaction you learn that there's somebody that resides within your breath and your consciousness you learn that life could be taken a little bit easier if you just stop and breathe for a second (laughs) yeah slow down slow down motion all the way down down and, you know, and paired with that, I do one thing that, that I do just give them as a, it's like, there's no option in a way it's affirmations, you know? Mm, okay. It's, it's, that's it's the mandatory so, one. That's the mandatory one. <laughs> because, that makes gratitude because we need gratitude. <laughs> exactly. Because the, the thing about affirmations is that as, as fluffy as it may sound or as, as like popular as it may be uh, paired with uh, manifestation, what affirmations do is a repeated interrupt pattern of your regular thoughts. You know, if we stop to think or even uh, put into paper how many thoughts we think a day and how many of those thoughts are negative, mm. it would be slapped in the face. And so- <laughs> What are you thinking? Exactly, exactly. No, if we had to slap ourselves every time we thought <laughs> negatively about ourselves, we just, we would be super messed up in the face. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I do try to uh, ma- uh, sort of mandatory affirmations as a pattern interrupt and also as a way to make you aware of your language. Because mm-hmm. as you know, the language that we use in and out and consciously, uh, consciously or unconsciously, right? how we talk to people, how we talk to ourselves, it's just all this vocabulary that we're using on a, on a daily basis that may be detrimental to who you want to be. Right. And, and it's just as simple as, you know, once I became aware and I, I, I saw how I was talking, I, one thing that I would always used to say, is like, Oh, you're such an idiot or I'm such an oh, idiot. Yeah. But it's like, it's almost like part of you where you don't even think about what you're saying. Yeah. But then when you're thinking about it, it's like, wait, I've been calling myself an idiot for like at least five times a day for like, I don't know how long. And so that repeated pattern, that repeated vocabulary stays in your subconscious mind where mm-hmm. at a subconscious level, you're believing that you're an idiot. You right. know? Yeah. And so yeah. that affirmation process gives you a pattern interrupt where you're learning to be more conscious about the words that you use. And so, you know, uh, pairing that with if my clients are into journaling, we d- I definitely have them journal at least for three minutes at the end of the night to dump their thoughts in, in, in a page so that they can sleep better. And, and it's also a way of uh, finding insight in the lessons of your day and how that applies to the bigger picture of your life. Amazing. Well, yeah, that's, that's awesome that you really get people on track, get their life on track so that they can be embodiment of what they're really, uh, you know, the best and highest version of ourselves. And I just love that work you're doing. You know, I talk a lot about love attraction and uh, manifesting and, you know, this is right, right in line with what I think 
we're all we're all dealing with right now, right? We're all trying to process through our limiting beliefs and our negative self-talk and all of that negative judgment and guilt and shame programming that that we are like, I think more and more of us are becoming aware of in this consciousness, you know, I, I it's like the human consciousness awakening, right? <laughs> so yeah. this is a process that we're all that we're all dealing with. And um, we all need coaches and we need guides and help. And and I think people need your help. And you know, it it sounds amazing to work with you. So do you work with people like it sounds like primarily one-on-one. Um, do you also do group coaching or what are you, what are you kind of working on right now? And, and, and who, who are you kind of like, like what kind of transformation are people able to see when they, when they work with you? Yeah. So right now, primarily I do one-on-one coaching and okay. that happens through primarily Zoom. Um, I do do group coaching, but that's more for, with uh, local workshops. So okay. I'm doing local workshops on purpose and self-discovery and then we have like a group uh, group coaching session in the future I do want to create a program a group coaching program so it's like you know the almost reach for the for people that want this transformations and I'm excited about that because I do thrive on the great energy of people so I want to experience myself more in this type of settings and just yeah feeling into the heart of people and, and and usually the people that are that find themselves into this type of groups are people that are, are driven to change to see a to create a better life to create a better world around them so I love being in that energy so that's coming soon and then the transformations that people ultimately find are a little diverse because you know, I had a client, <laughs> a client once that was like, you know, I'm lost. I don't know what I want to do with my career. Uh, so we went through the whole process. She actually found out that she also wanted to do life coaching at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. People like to do it after they see you do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it, there's something. It's funny because, you know, it's um, energy likes the same type of energy. And so the energy of a coach tends to be a little nurturing. And so people that come to me, I um, have that nurturing uh, energy, but they haven't found it yet. And so right. they looked for somebody in order to be nurtured. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of the times it's like processing traumas, processing difficult situations that they've gone through and then getting them to a point where like their nervous system is regulated, regulated oh, yeah. in order to have better responses in life and so that you are are coming to life with a, a more calm approach and more clarity from a sense of self-belief and self-trust rather than I want to make a, a decision because this is the type of future I want and this is the outcome that is promised no the future is not promised the only thing that you could do is have clarity in who you are clarity in your steps and then have you know have faith that you're supported in order to get to where you want to be but and so like I was saying with my client you know she ultimately found out that she wanted to also be a coach so she started doing all the process to become a coach and then ended up divorcing her husband, <laughs> which is not a prescribed thing, but you know, a lot of the times it can you, happen. Yeah. It can happen, you go through this know? journey at work and you get <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it's, there's this step of transformations where you find ultimately what you want to do or what your passions are. And then mm. you start doing the process of walking life with purpose. And then immediately in your life, things start falling away because they no longer align with the energy that you want to move forward in life. 
and yeah, amazing. maybe your partners, you know, yeah. <laughs> those people that are holding us in a different vibrational state, right? <laughs> Absolutely, Because um, that's so important. If you're not aligning with your same energy, then it's going to drag you down and it's going to make it more difficult for you to step into your power. Right. Um, and then the other type of uh, transformations that, that people get, it's just like, they truly find themselves. They, they, they know what their values are. They have self-trust they have self-confidence they have the clarity to make decisions in order to have a a life that creates joy peace Mm. that has purpose and then they start choosing projects jobs careers that are a lot more aligned with that new self yeah the the ultimate I feel the ultimate experience for most humans that they want to feel is to feel fulfilled because Definitely, if yeah. you're going to bed at the end of the day, feeling stressed and hating your job and hating your life, then there's something then that is not aligned to what you're doing. Mm, so right. fulfillment, fulfillment is one of the, the, the great promises out of my, out of my program. You know, relationships, your relationships improve your, your, your happiness improves. It's, it's a whole ecosystem. Yeah. And you even, and you even mentioned your nervous system regulation. So that's you, it sounds like you have, you know, and I know that that can lead into whole medical and our physical ailments, but it sounds like, you know, from a holistic perspective, uh, this is healing on a lot of levels, not just, you know, one, one specific area of your life, right. It can, have a ripple effect through your whole, <laughs> through every area, right? Exactly. And that's why I like, mm. I love life coaching because like you said, it's a holistic approach. You can, you yeah. can't just look at the problems that you're having and try to solve them. No, it's, it's, it's how you react. It's how you feel. You, when we have a physical body, we have a, uh, an emotional body, we have right. uh, an ethereal body. So all <laughs> of those are, are you. And so I can't just look at one thing. Amazing. Well, that's awesome. I, I love when you have a holistic approach and you also have it very like tailored, like we mentioned earlier, you, you have all different methodologies that people can use if they don't like this, and then they can try that and meditations and, you know, and, and daily affirmations that we all need. And um, yeah, I think that's, that sounds amazing. So w- if someone's listening, where can they, when, where can they find you or where are you, you know, uh, most present right now, if people want to find, find you or get in touch with you? Yes, my main point of contact is Instagram. So on okay. Instagram, I am Soul as an S O U L Work Coach. So Soul Work Coach. And uh, you can find me there, and I have all my links there. And if you want to go straight into my website, it's also soulworkcoach.co. And I have all of my offerings listed there and at anything that you want to find. And if you just want to say hi, I love having conversations in the DMs and I love just celebrating people for who they are. So do, do go into my DMs. Cause I do respond. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah. Really good personal, you know, you were very responsive, easy to communicate with. So I definitely, uh, think people should reach out to you and, um, yeah. Any final words before we wrap or last thoughts for the, for any listeners who, you know, um, might be listening and excited to, to maybe work with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, um, in order for us to reach our purpose or to live with purpose, we have to be 
committed and responsible to the work that it takes to get there. And the right. work is simply self-discovery. You know, we, since we're born, we're conditioned to be somebody else. And so once we're adults, we're responsible to figure out who we were before that conditioning. And mm. so life with joy, peace, fulfillment, it's outside of that fear that you're trying to resist from doing the work. So I, you know, whether with me, uh, if you work with me or just for yourself, if you're in a spot where you feel stuck, where you feel lost, where you don't feel clear about life, life is telling you to go in, not out. The responses, <laughs> that, the, the, the answers that you're looking for won't be found in the external unless life wants to give you a person and then they teach you how to like come out of that shell. But if you're trying to take responsibility for your own life, for your own path, Go in to find out what are the things that are keeping you stuck. Because a lot of the times, those things that keep you stuck are just mindsets, beliefs, things that are not real. And that you build upon and grow out of and grow a new set of beliefs and create the life that you want. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes, I love it. And going inward, I mean, that is such a, a, that's a theme throughout like all the religious and spiritual practices. I mean, I think, I think we're learning a lot about what it means to, to do this work and to be human and uh, connect with our soul level, whatever that might be for, for anyone. It's like um, we're getting these kind of universal understanding of it. So I, I just love that, um, that you bring that energy in and yeah, your work sounds amazing, Giselle. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. I had so much fun talking to you and I hope this is not the last time. Yeah. Well, I want to have you on again. We'll definitely, uh, we didn't even d- dive into a lot of the topics that we were thinking we might get into. So, um, yeah, we'll this have, is to get more, we'll have to get more mystic with it, you know? Yeah. We're going to go. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, great. Well, I'm so excited to have you on Giselle and yeah, this is not going to be the only time. So we look forward to having you again. And, um, you know, I'll have all your, your links listed at the bottom of this episode, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. It was really awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.